खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ام ബിസ്മിൽ <coughs> ഹക്കു ബിഹിൻ വ 
In the blessed words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Holy Quran, we find this verse of the Quran which I just recited, giving mankind the glad tiding of the appearance of a great messenger who is to gather humankind into the fold of Islam in two eras, the era of the awwaleen, the first era, and the era of the akhirin, the latter era, the latter days. Allah says in the Holy Quran, Surah Al-Jum'ah, chapter 62, verse 3 and 4, He it is who has raised among the unlettered people a messenger from among themselves, who recites unto them his signs and purifies them, and teaches them the book and wisdom, although they had been before in manifest misguidance, and among others from among those who have not yet joined them. He is the mighty, the wise. When this verse was revealed, the companions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad asked him that, who are these people, O Messenger of God, that are the akhirin, the ones of the latter period? For they always desired to be amongst the foremost, the first, the blessed of his fold, and thought perhaps they could be also part of the akhirin, for they were definitely part of the awwaleen, the first and foremost believers. Upon this question, the Holy Prophet Muhammad went to one of his companions who was sitting in that group, Hazrat Salman Faris from Persia. And as we know, he placed his hand on the hand on the shoulder of Hazrat Salman Faris. And he said, if faith would ascend to the highest constellation, the Pleiades, it would be brought back by a man of Persian descent, a man like Salman. Salman, may Allah be pleased with him, was one of the great, great companions and beloved companions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad In these last few weeks, we've seen in the course of his Friday sermons, Suzur has been delivering addresses about the Ashab Rasul, the companions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad In this sermon, he is trying to let us realize the painstaking efforts they all made to become Muslims in that first era, the Awaleen. What they left behind, their sacrifices, their struggles, their prayers, and ultimately their spiritual and moral elevation under the teachings of Islam and following in the footsteps of the Holy Prophet Muhammad In this sense, Hazrat Salman Faris was one of the great companions who converted from his faith of birth, which was Zoroastrianism, and he was in a priestly family, but he converted to Christianity at a very young age, much to the dismay of his parents. Hazrat Salman Faris was on a spiritual journey his entire life from a very young age. At that point, he began to hear from the priests about a person who can take him to a higher level of spirituality, and he always wanted to find that person who can take him to the higher and highest, in fact, points of moral and spiritual 
elevation and communion with God Almighty. So he began searching further after becoming a Christian and he heard from the priest of the coming of another prophet and left in search of this promised prophet. He underwent many hardships, including being enslaved quite a number of times along the way. And finally, he was captured as a slave and brought to Medina, where by this time, the Holy Prophet Muhammad has settled and established the Islamic State. The Holy Prophet Muhammad purchased him as a slave and freed him immediately. And as a result, eventually, he witnessed in the Holy Prophet Muhammad the signs that he, he was waiting for of that promised prophet and accepted Islam. He went on to become one of the nearest and dearest companions of the Holy Prophet Muhammad And in fact, when the time came for the entry of the Muslims into, Medi into Mecca return, the Holy Prophet Muhammad then said that Salman is now part of my family. This was a great blessing, a sense of the height of this companion. Hazrat Salman was one of those early companions, however, who had no home, no family in Medina. He was a, he was a non-Arab, he was a Persian. And so he spent his time in a place called the Sufa. The Sufa was an area in the, in the mosque of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, where those indigent, where those weak, unemployed, early Muhajirin immigrants to Medina had to spend their time on this raised platform and endure hunger and thirst and other privations. But for the sake of staying in the company of their Prophet Muhammad وسلم, they endured all. So Hazrat Salman was one of those companions who stayed in this companionship of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and lived in the mosque on that raised platform and they were called Ashab al-Sufa. Ashab al-Sufa, again, are an extremely blessed group of people. They number between 75 to up to a few hundred, given the time in history. And many amongst them attained excellence in Islam. Regarding Hazrat Salman's devotion to the Holy Prophet Muhammad in Islam, on one occasion it's mentioned that the companions were sitting around in the mosque in Medina and they were discussing their own ancestry and trying to say whatever they could to prove the pride of their lineage. The time came for Hazrat Salman to speak. And instead of talking about his tribal, racial, or national identity, this is what he said. My name is Salman, the son of Islam from the children of Adam. I was astray, but Allah guided me through the Prophet Muhammad I was poor, but Allah made me rich through Prophet Muhammad And I was a slave, and God Almighty Allah freed me through Prophet Muhammad this is my origin and this is my race. In this expression we can see the great love he had for the Holy Prophet Muhammad and how he identified his whole heart and soul at that point in his life going forward until his death with none other than Islam, with Allah and his great messenger, the Holy Prophet Muhammad and this is indeed how he rose to such a great height in Islam sacrificing all to stay in the company of his beloved master. Again, amongst the Ashabi Sufa, another great companion, you've heard the name many times, Hazrat Abu Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. He was the most prominent member of the Ashabi Sufa, 
and was renowned for having an exquisite memory. He memorized 5,374 ahadith. Not just memorized, he knew the entire hadith, the chain of narrations. He was the one, no other companion memorized more ahadith than Hazrat Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. How did he attain this great excellence? How did he have this phenomenal memory? He once spoke about it and said, you people say that Abu Huraira tells many narrations from Allah's messenger. And you also wonder why the immigrants and the Ansar, the local Muslims and the ones who migrated, do not narrate from Allah's apostle as Abu Huraira does. My immigrant brothers were busy in the market. While well, I used to stick to Allah's apostle, content with what fills my stomach, content to what fills my stomach. And we know from narrations that he at sometimes was so hungry because there was no food, he couldn't work, nothing was coming toward him that he would faint during the prayer. They would find him in the mosque having said his prayer and would completely fall out from weakness of hunger. And at other times he would go around and try to appeal to people to help take care of this Ashabi Suf, who many of them didn't have proper clothing, didn't have any more shelter than that raised platform and a, a little roof over the top, and they had no food and no means. So they were struggling, they were suffering. They endured a lot of sacrifices to stay in the, country, in, in the company. And so he says, I used to be present when they were absent, and I used to remember when they used to forget. And my Ansari brothers used to be busy with their properties, and I was one of the poor men of Sufa. I used to remember the narrations when they used to forget. No doubt Allah is a possible, the Holy Prophet Muhammad once said, whoever spreads his garment till I have finished my present speech and then gathers it to himself will remember whatever I will say. Hazrat Abu Habera then said, so I spread my colored garment which I was wearing till Allah's apostle had finished his saying, and then I gathered it to my chest. So I did not ever forget any of their narrations. This was the blessing, that whatever the messenger wanted to give him, he was willing to take it and take it all, and he gathered it unto himself, and he remembered, and thus he shared thousands upon thousands of traditions as a result from, from his memory and as part of the traditions mentioned in the books of Hadith. These members of Ashab Sufa go into, I say, dozens and many names you have heard, such as Bilal and others. But here I want to stop for a moment and think about the other aspect of all the early companions who realized the advantage of being in the company of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and the blessing of being imparted directly by his spiritual power. As the Quran said, Zaqihim. Yuzakihim, he will purify them just from being in his presence. This was a unique gift of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Not only was he pure himself, but he also was able to purify anyone who came in his contact and who listened to his words, who observed him. And there are many narrations. But I want to share with you one narration which has been re relayed in the past, but I think it relates to this particular subject of Hanzala Usayyidi. He was one of the scribes of the Holy Prophet Muhammad 
meaning that when the Quran was revealed, he would call a number of scribes and they would sit down and they began to write down the words of the Quran to preserve it in word as well as memory. He once said, we were once with the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, when he delivered a sermon. Our hearts became tender. Our eyes were flowing with tears. And we clearly perceived matters pertaining to heaven and hell. I left the Messenger of Allah and returned home. I began to laugh and joke with my wife and children. And suddenly I felt the effect of the Holy Prophet Muhammad's sermon had completely vanished from my heart. It occurred to me that I was not what I had been, and I said to myself, Ya Hanzala, oh Hanzala, you have become a monafiq. You have become a hypocrite. I was stricken with grief, and I left my house repeating these words in sorrow. Hanzala has become a monafiq. Hanzala has become a hypocrite. Until finally he said, I saw Abu Bakr coming towards me, and I said to him, Hanzala has turned into a hypocrite. He said, Subhanallah, what are you saying? Hanzala can never be a monafik. Hanzala was that person selected by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, as I said, to be a scribe to write down God's word. How could he have failed in judgment of a person who had such a great task upon him, entrusted upon him? So Hazrat Abu Bakr Nasi was surprised that how can you be saying to me that you are a hypocrite? You're one of the best of the best amongst us. Hanzalah then said, I explained to him, when we are with the Holy Prophet Muhammad and listen to his discourses about heaven and hell, we feel as if both are present before our very eyes. But when we return home and become absorbed in our domestic affairs, and worldly occupations, we forget all about the hereafter. Hazrat Abu Bakr, hearing this, said, Wallahi, by God, my case is, is exactly the same. That when I'm in the presence of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, I can see it all, heaven and hell. But when I leave him, my heart sometimes begins to forget these, these emotions and spirits, and I fall prey to getting embroiled in other things. Thereupon, he said, let us go to the Holy Prophet Muhammad and inquire about this matter. Upon both coming to him, he said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I have turned into a manafiq. The Holy Prophet Muhammad inquired about the matter, and he, I repeated what I had said to Hazrat Abu Bakr. Thereupon, the Holy Prophet Muhammad remarked, by him who controls my life, if you could keep for all times the fervor, the spirit arousing you when you are around with me, angels would greet you when you go along your ways and in your beds. But oh, Hanzala, sa'a was sa'a. There are cycles of life which keep changing and going through different phases. In other words, there are cycles of life when we feel inspired we see heaven and hell before our eyes. We inspire to rush toward the heaven and run up from the hell. And then there are times when we are dispirited and uninspired and we commit such atrocities that was mentioned by Hanzala. Even on the very subtle ways, 
to him just being involved in worldly matters, to him just giving too much attention to one's family and friends and other occupations was a way of dragging him away from the spirit of Islam that he had acquired by being in the presence, the company of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and thus all these great companions, the Abulin, they carry the spirit within their hearts and soul of trying to strive to maintain that spirit of true devotion, submission, and complete communion with God Almighty. As the Prophet of Islam said, if that would be the case, to remain with God's angels who walk with you, who are with you when you're sleeping, who surround you against your enemies, who support you against all and thus become your friends in this world, as God says, The angels will tell that soul, we are your friends in this life and the hereafter. It is in this sense that today we gather here for this annual convention, Jalsa Salana, and we have come answering the call of the Holy Prophet Muhammad the Islam we heard calling us, come to prayer. That is not the first time it was called, it was called 14 centuries ago. And every companion then who became Abulin, men and women, young and old, they answered that call and went in the company of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and began to advance morally and spiritually and reach the heights before them. It is mentioned, however, that in this last day, last age, the Akhirin will be formed. And in this age, we must try our best to replicate the lives of those early companions and to attach ourselves heart and soul to the Holy Prophet Muhammad and the teachings of Islam and let us never forget those teachings otherwise we may fall prey to the world around us in our homes, in our occupations, in our hearts. It is in this sense that in a sermon our beloved Qudrusi al-Khamis, Allah strengthen his, his, his hand, has said I have said this in my previous sermons also. The purpose of the coming of the Prophet Islam was to establish the order of the Holy Quran over us. The purpose of the coming of Prophet Islam was to establish the Holy Quran in our hearts, in our life, in our soul. And the Sunnah, to walk in the Sunnah, the example of the Holy Prophet Muhammad. And to fulfill this purpose, he drew our attention to these matters over and over again. One of the ways he drew our attention to it was he wanted us to, to come together once a year in Qadian and spend some time in his company, like the early companions spent time in the company of the Holy Prophet Muhammad And in his company, they would witness again ayatihi, the signs of God. They would feel zakihim, they would be purified by being in the company of the Prophet and they would learn the, the knowledge and wisdom of Quran and the teachings and would advance spiritually and morally. And this was the blessing of Jalsa. This is the purpose of this gathering. This is why we are here today, brothers and sisters. And this, and this alone is the reason we should be focusing our heart and soul this weekend on the remembrance of God Almighty and striving our best to understand his word and follow the footsteps of his prophet Muhammad and make great advance. Hazur said, however, if we carry out an honest self-analysis, that's what Hazrat Hanzal al-Sayyidi did. He carried out a very honest self-analysis. 
He didn't wait for someone to tell him, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. He didn't wait for a notice to come from God Almighty. He realized and recognized in his own heart and soul where he was falling short. And thus he made efforts to rectify and do to Islam reformation of his own heart and soul. So Azur says, if we carry out an honest self-analysis, we will realize that when we hear about these matters, we do affect a reformation. But it lasts only for a few days. And then most of the people again return to the same old ways by which they passed through life before. So this is the struggle we have. The struggle of the early companions is now the struggle of the latter-day companions. Coming to Jalsa is going to be a spiritual boost, inshallah. But now the point is going to be when we leave this gathering and go back to our homes, back to our business, back to our schools, our friends, our occupations, can we retain and maintain that spirit that we pick up in these gatherings and not only maintain it, but to spread it to others? This is the common struggle of every human being. Hazrat Muslimah our beloved second Khalifa, he says, it is for this reason that the company of the righteous has been so enjoined. In preference to the reading of their ideas or learning of them secondhand. The early companions didn't want to hear hadith. They wanted to stay in the company of the Holy Prophet Muhammad to memorize what he said as he's saying and convey that to others and be blessed thereby. The early companions didn't want to have a story about how that messenger looked or how he prayed or how he fasted. They wanted to be by his side. They abandoned their homes, their livelihoods. They abandoned their own safety and comfort just to remain in the company of the Holy Prophet Muhammad to again imbibe the light, the nur which he was granted. Again, they didn't want to just be part of the fold of Islam. They wanted to be truly abulin in heart and soul and spirit and to be written down as such. And so this is what Azur means. This is why it was so important to be in the company of such people as opposed to just hearing about them secondhand. Azur says, why is there such stress on physical company? There was such tremendous emphasis on availing the company of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and the company of the Messiah as if nothing else was more important. This was the most important thing. Quran again says, In kuntum Allah, if you want to become a lover of God, fattabayuni, you must follow me, be part of me, be with me. Be ma'a, the Rasul, with the Rasul. Not just say, I believe in him. So Azur ends by saying, their teachings could have been passed through their through other means. But an indirectly sourced message, even if it is faithfully rep reproduced is stripped of the feeling that emanates from the heart and which can only be directly received. Not only that, every human heart that is receptive does not have the ability to connect to a distant signal. Therefore, enormous stress is laid on being near the righteous where a stronger signal causes even a less capable heart to respond. The Prophet Islam was once told, through Ilham revelation, that his companions would be the best. The next generation would not attain the same status as the first. And the generation following that would be lesser still. 
Think about that. He said, the first generation, my sahab of the Prophet would be the best. And we know not a single one of that group is still alive amongst us. The next group, the Tabi'een, those who are followers of that generation of companions. There are some alive, but this group is also going to pass. And he said, that is also the next best. And then he says, the ones after that who are just the followers of the followers. And it keeps going further and further away from the, the signal source. He's mentioning this, that they would have a lesser degree of that connection because the energy of the Prophet would not be in their personal life. You think about the first man who came to America, Mufti Muhammad Sadiq Sahib, and we talk about the tremendous impact he had in just three years in America. And we've been hard pressed in all these years. We're going to be almost 100 years old. But in those first three years, that companion of the Prophet, what he was able to do, we marvel, we, we witness, and we wonder how he did it. Because he didn't have all the means at his disposal that we have now, but he was able to influence thousands and thousands of hearts and souls in America at a time when Islam was still quite unknown. So this is the power that was in those companions, and this is the blessing that comes from being in the presence of these holy ones appointed by God Almighty. Azur ends by saying, the reason is the companions were direct recipients of the pure energy radiated by the hearts of these holy persons. The energy of that signal as with other types of energy dissipates and grows faint over time, though it remains in perpetuity, yet with time it grows less accessible. Thus those who perceive it do so short, do so short of the full extent and consequently, the latter generation suffer a progressive loss in spiritual quality. So in this Jalsa, in this day of Juma, in fact, in every day we come together, we want to try to rekindle that spirit, that energy that gets weakened over the course of time. It's already weakened, perhaps, as we recognize after the passage of Ramadan. The height we achieve in Ramadan now is starting to dwindle and dissipate and go down the energy. In the course of the course of a year, the Holy Prophet Muhammad said, between one Ramadan and next, and between one Juma and the next, and between one prayer and the next, there's always an intervening period where we have to have, strive our best to keep the spirit alive. But if we keep coming back to these sources, they do help us to remain at a very high level. It is in this sense, in the end, I want to remind us of a great blessing in our life a blessing that's part of this Jalsa today and all Jalsas around the world where it's being transmitted globally to an audience that's far beyond the few thousands that are here today. And that's the blessing of MTA. Through the blessing of MTA, alhamdulillah, we can still sit in the company of our beloved master, our Imam, our beloved Hudur, Hazrat Mizar Masrur Amr, may Allah always strengthen his hand, who sits in London but every single Friday, he is calling us to come. That Azan is being called from London every single Friday. And it's beckoning out to the entire world. Come sit at the feet of this master of spirituality. Come listen to his words and remember them. Come practice the principles he's going to teach you. Come find the ways to purify yourself, to learn knowledge, to get the wisdom, to become a person of spirituality that rises to the height that is possible in this world. And that is through MTA. I mentioned before in some other gatherings, I'll mention again today, 
One young man in the USA had asked this very question to our beloved fourth Khalifa when he came to USA. And he said the same problem he was facing. He said, I live in a part of the country where there's no jamaat around. There's no masjid here. There's hardly any member for me to meet. I'm all alone in my society, embroiled day and night with the group around me. And I'm feeling the strain on myself spiritually. What can I do? How can I improve myself and remain connected strong to Jamaat and Khilafat? Azur turned to the young man and said, do you have MTA signal? If you have an MTA signal, then turn on the satellite and I will come visit you every single day in your house. And then you will remain connected to me and I will be connected to you. Brothers and sisters, this is the blessing we have been extended in this age when we are embroiled in a society that has so much to pull us away. The one blessing we can see is to connect through the system of MTA. Huzur desires that every single Amity home, every single Amity mosque and mission house should have that signal on 24 seven. Play it and let it be a constant attraction to your eyes and your heart and your soul to sit down, to listen to the words, to be re-inspired, to be purified once again if anything has come into our hearts and soul. If we start to feel that I have become somehow hip hypocritical in something, in my prayer, in my fasting, in my chanda, in any part of my life. And this series of connecting to MPA will, inshallah, help us in our tarbiyat and our tabliq. May Allah ever bless us to be part of this final era, the akhirin, and draw our hearts and soul close to those who were the awalim, and not just spirit, but in action and deeds. And may Allah bless this jamaat worldwide to have that blessing of being the akhirin, for whom sake the Holy Prophet Muhammad said, as he has sent the Messiah in this age, and we accept him. May Allah raise him amongst us in our hearts ever for generations to come. We must pray that we don't lose this blessing now, not just in our lifetime, in lifetime of those who come after us. Again, I emphasize one of the great things to do for children, mothers in your homes, turn that television on and turn off the other programs and let your children begin watching MTA programs. There's such a variety nowadays. There's so many sources to do it. We have it on internet. We have it through satellite. We have it through smartphones and iPads. There's, there's so many ways to connect to this source for us ourselves and our children. Only we will be the ones who fail to benefit from this. May Allah protect us from failing to do it and bless us to be the ones who do and rise in Islam ever in the spirit of the Awalin and Akhadin. Amin. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلل فلا حادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله 
ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسول إباد الله إبر ورحمق الله إن الله يعرب عن لي ولسان ويتعيد القربان وينهى الفشاء منكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ورذكر الله أكبر خليفة كلبو سجو You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudam al USA, America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA. Some